listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 205. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who can't seem to not be cold and is practically shivering, John Brownstone. Yeah. You are a Florida boy now after all these years, aren't you? Since 81. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, almost 40 years. We'll, we'll, we'll say you're close to being a Floridian. <laughs> I was made a, an honorary Southerner. So, uh, we're not talking about Southern. Talk about Floridian. Oh, uh, okay. Because Southerners have uh, winter. Floridians, not really. Not so much. Carry on. <laughs> this week, we really are talking about DS stuff. We're not just bitching about the weather. This week, we're talking about holding each other accountable in your DS relationship. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. And yes, it's like this every time. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. Show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate. Yes, I know how to change it. No, that won't matter. I still hate this one. Loving DS and the number one, Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you. If you'd Mm -hmm. like access to more content, to more us, to more of whatever the heck this thing is that we're doing, you can become one of our proud crickets and kinky patrons for as little as $2 per month. Head to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. If you join in January 2020, which by the time this podcast goes out means... Today is it. Friday, that's it. It's your last chance. (laughs) You will receive a goodie in the mail based on whichever tier you select. Mm -hmm. All tiers will uh, get a little goodie in the mail. Uh, And that will conclude our membership drive, which is wild. Also, even though I'll probably mention this later, let me say it now. If you are currently a proud cricket kink patron, the patron-only live Q and A is Saturday, February first. Dates are hard. <laughs> I know it's Saturday. <laughs> that word I'm sure of. Have we gotten some questions for that yet? A couple. Good. Yeah. Good. Yep. So uh, that is that. Okay. Patreon.com/slash Kayla Lords. Ooh, sorry, y'all. I was for once not giving you shit while you did that. Right. Trying to make uh, yeah. you work. That's why you're confused, huh? Right. I was wondering what the heck was wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a little off this week. It's been wild. So, <laughs> um, we talked about this. I'm going to say it again. I want to make sure everybody knows, especially when I get the didn't you already do this topic question because somebody, somebody, somebody always is. Um, back in episode 57. We, we did a version of this episode where we spoke yes. specifically to dominance, but now we are going to talk um, about the relationship in general. So some of this will be a repeat because some of this, some of this applies. Some of this will be directed at doms because mm-hmm. sometimes depending on your um, power exchange, sometimes it is the doms need to think about it differently than the mm-hmm. subs need to. True. Um, but I think let's start first before we like really, really get in deep of what we mean when we say hold each other accountable. So to me, I'll start and then you tell me what you think. Because I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to not think of all the possibilities. Uh, 
to me it means um the time attention focus that you put into your relationship it means doing what you said you were going to do honoring the agreements you've made in your relationship honoring mm -hmm. the um, promises you've made to each other as best as you can people do mm -hmm. change over time of course um and being somebody who is trustworthy and who's try actually trying to make the relationship work sure it, it comes down to me simple putting it in a simple term, it comes down to consistency on both sides. Yes, and we've done that episode too. Yes. I'll have to link to that in the show notes mm -hmm. in the description box. Yeah, mm -hmm. because each 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 party has to do their part. Otherwise, it's going to... It's going to fall down. Yeah. And so it's Wrench not... in the gears. Absolutely. It's not fair to me generally in a power exchange to either say, well, the Dom is in charge of everything and so they, you know, they're the ones who have to keep this ship running. And it's not, it's equally not fair to say that the submissive somehow has to keep the um, ship running because they're in charge of serving. It is, we've said this before in the episode on teamwork, it is a team effort. Correct. And I think that's true um, whether you're in a long-term, loving, committed relationship mm -hmm. or you are more casual, whatever the bonds of your power exchange are, whatever the terms of the agreement of your relationship happens to be, you are both responsible to one another and to the terms of the agreement. Now, if you are unhappy with something, if you want to change some element of it in any type of DS relationship, you have to speak up. Sure. And, you know, one thing I have to say with you over over time, you have gotten much better uh, about speaking up. Oh, yeah. Um, to the point, I think. Sometimes. Well, to the point that, yeah, sometimes, baby girl's time to be quiet. <laughs> Not going to lie. That's totally true. Yeah. But I, I mean, there there was a there was a time in the begin in, in the beginning of our relationship, you know, you were like a deer in headlights. Oh God, yeah. When when you know I asked you something and I wanted your feedback, especially when you asked me something and the answer I had to give you was something that I perceived that you would take badly or wasn't in total agreement. And I think that this can be a trait that's more uh, often seen in submissives, but I mm -hmm. think it runs across the spectrum. And that is, and it was the top thing in my notes about how you're going to hold each other accountable in your relationship. And that is you have to say the hard thing. Like I have to, and I'm way better at it than I used to be telling John Brownstone that no, that's not okay. No, we're not right. going to do that. Now it is usually in the heat of an argument and, um, <laughs> which is rare for us. We don't, argue often but we do argue and i'm not going to yeah. pretend we don't it, it we've happens done we're, episodes we're, about that too we're human right and in at the heat of it, especially if i feel righteously that i am correct <laughs> i don't <laughs> i no longer have a problem going oh no we're not going to do that i have said to you in the heat of an argument you are not going to talk to me like that yeah. that is hard y'all i'm not gonna mm -hmm. i'm not gonna tell anybody out there especially an s type who wants to be led by and follow and look up to your D type and wants them to always be right. I'm not going to tell you that's easy. That's hard as a fuck. I find it easier to say when I'm angry though. <laughs> yes, you the do. angrier that I am, the easier it is to say. But that's a lesson I've had to learn over the years is in yeah. order to hold you accountable for 
how your actions are either affecting me and sometimes it's words, but mm. whatever is impacting me is, you know, how it's, how I'm feeling as a result. I have to say, that's not okay. I think that's wrong. I think you're wrong. And that can be very difficult for a submissive to do. Yeah. Do you, How do you feel when I do that? Um, ooh, when you do that. I mean, it is rare. It is rare. It, it is rare. I, I think at first it's a moment of shock. Because I said it? No, not okay. because you said it, but because you had to say it. Mm. Okay. And then I, I, because then that makes me take a step back and say, whoa. Right. And I think it's, it's partly because I don't throw that out all the time. Right. Like there are, there are, I'm going to use a term that's probably not the best one. There are some dirty tricks we can learn over the years to play in an argument. And, and I, this is not an S type or D type thing. This is a person type. It depends on what you've been through in life and how you've had to protect yourself and how you've had to come through situations. And some of us learn some dirty tricks. We learn how to be manipulative. We learn how to turn something around and make it all about us mm -hmm. and not hear the other person. And those are things that if you can be honest with yourself and go, oh, oh yeah, I kind of have that tendency. It's gonna take a lot to work through and work on and you do have to work on yourself to, to not do that. Um, and I know that I'm aware, I know, and I'm aware how, that I know how to use words to my advantage. Okay. I, uh, speak for a living and I write for a living and words are like my place. And I know that I can twist something that's said to me and make me sound like the victim and mm -hmm. make the other person look bad. Like I know that about myself. I've, I did that in the first marriage. That was not a healthy marriage. That's why it's the it's the old marriage, right? And I'm purposely not going to do that now, but I also know that we have the kind of relationship and the kind of trust built up that I don't need to. So I'm not saying say the thing that you know will cut the deepest hurt the person the most or help you quote, win the argument. Speak the truth though. And you have to be willing to say it. And sometimes you're going to whisper it before you yell it. Sometimes you're going to have to write it down before you can say it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, but the hard, speaking the hard truths to one another. I am a perfectionist who thinks that making mistakes, especially being told that I've made a mistake, is one of the worst things I can do as a human being. Clearly it's not. There are many awful things we can do as human beings. But my brain interprets me not being perfect me making a mistake and somebody saying you did that wrong as literally about to lose love. Like I am not a mm -hmm. worthy human being. That's some issues I got to work through, but that's the, uh, that's the, that's how, who I am right now. That's right. how I'm wired. So when John Brownstone holds me accountable and says, you did that wrong. You, this is not okay. I don't, I don't want you to speak to me that way. You're being bratty. Like I get really defensive. You do. <laughs> right? You do. Because my perfectionist but, self is. But on on the other way. side of that, more more recently, and I, I'm going to use this as an example, because it it personifies it so well, especially for you. Last week, you forgot one night to set up my coffee pot. Yes, I did. See, <laughs> and. You know, most people would be like, ooh, she didn't do her task. What did you do to punish her? I'll tell you. I told her she forgot to do my coffee pot. The look on her face 
and her reaction. Oh, God, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. There was no punishment needed. I felt so bad. Her reaction to it. My reaction. Her, her own reaction to it. Was probably outsized for what it was. Well, I mean, the it's one of those things. And this is where you can hold somebody accountable and be kind. Saying it, telling mm-hmm. me, you forgot this. That's accountability too. That's letting me know that I didn't do a thing I had agreed to do, right? Um, you can hold somebody accountable in that way. You can hold somebody accountable, um, depending on your power exchange and how you have it structured with a lecture, with a, with some consequence, with whatever it's, it's, there's a range of ways that you can hold somebody accountable, Mm -hmm. but there was a part of me, one that wanted to resist. Like I was like, no, I can't believe I did that. But there was also a part of me that almost wanted a consequence because, I, my perfectionist self did kind of go down in that, oh my God, I suck. Now, the other part of me, the part of me that resists, the part of me that gets defensive was like, but you know what was going on last night. And I really thought that I had, and I, you know, and I, and those things were also true. (laughs) The step I've had to learn, remind myself of, I know I'm not the nicest human being on the planet. So these are things I actively have to tell myself. I had to remind myself, apologize. That's the other thing. If you are called out for not having done a thing that you said you would do or not followed through on a commitment or whatever it is in your DS relationship, and that's for both sides of the slash, mm-hmm. big D's should have something that they are responsible for doing, committed to do, said they would do as part of the relationship. It's not all just submissives. Um, you have to be willing to hear the other person tell you that you, you know, oops, oopsie, you fucked up. You didn't do a thing. You upset them, you know, whatever it was. Um, you have to be able to apologize and a real mm-hmm. apology. I think we did. We talked about this in an episode ages yeah. ago. A real apology is I am so sorry or I apologize. A pseudo apology that sounds good, but. I don't think is personally y'all take this the way you want is I'm sorry if that upset you. So you're not sorry you did the thing or didn't do the thing. You're sorry mm-hmm. that they got upset, but not because you didn't do the thing. And some of us use those kinds of apologies and that's not what we mean, but that's how we were sort of taught to do it. Yeah. So it's not coming from a, uh, a negative place or a manipulative place. It's just, that's what we think we're mm-hmm. supposed to say. I would challenge you to get that out of your vocabulary and sort of like, no is a complete sentence. I'm sorry is a complete sentence. You can go into the reasons and the justifications at another point in the conversation because there are sometimes reasons, you know, I um, got distracted that night. I'd worked, God, I'd worked until probably 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. And for the seventh day in a row, I was exhausted and I walked toward the kitchen got distracted and my brain went, oh, you're in the kitchen. So clearly you did the coffee. And then I walked out. Mm -hmm. It was an honest mistake. It wasn't me just, you know, dicking around, not doing my task. And so it was understandable that my part of my response would be, hey, I'm, you know, I was this, I was that, you know how tired I was. I thought I did. Oh my gosh. And all of those things can be part of the conversation, but when somebody is holding you accountable for the things that you have done, <laughs> start with, I'm sorry, or I apologize. End of sentence, period on the end, take a breath, let them respond, see how that goes. Then, if it's appropriate to do, talk about what happened. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That is information that you're giving your partner so they can understand your mindset. They can understand why it happened. They can understand maybe how to help you better in the future. So that doesn't happen. Like those are all genuine things, but in the middle of the apology, just stop. I'm sorry. Period. End of sentence. That, that's it. That's all you gotta do. And then go into the other stuff later. Um, I think that then the apology comes across as much more genuine. The moment mm-hmm. we go into, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. That was not, I didn't intend for that. That was not my intention. No, 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 no. We've just made it about you. You've just made it about you. The apology is about them. Just, and I know from personal experience, many of us think that that sounds like a good apology. We've done it our whole life. People have accepted it. Mm-hmm. I've stepped back over the years and gone, hmm, no. Now, one of the ways you can do it is you go, I'm sorry, period, end of sentence. Here's how I will fix it. That's acceptable. Then you can talk about why it happened. Um, you told me after you had made your cup of coffee for the morning, because I was like, I'll make you a cup of coffee. I'm on it. I'm on it. You're like, uh, no, sister, I already got my coffee. I'm good. You know what? <laughs> Like, fuck, I can't make this better. You you wouldn't want me telling you that you forgot to make my coffee before I had That's coffee. That's true. He's most, right? He mostly speaks in grunts pre-coffee. <laughs> um, so depending on what it is, if you can fix it and go ahead and take care of it, then do. If not, I'm not a big fan of making a bunch of promises about how you're going to do better. Some people, that's how they communicate those things. And that's mm-hmm. not, a, that's a personal preference for me. I'm, I don't. I don't want to go, I promise I'll do better. What I want to do is make a point to not fuck that up again. So that's the other part of accountability. Once somebody brings that thing that you didn't do to your attention, and again, both sides of the slash are, are you a dominant who promised every day you would text your partner, you know, first thing in the morning or at a certain time and you didn't do it. They have every right to tell when they're talking to you later to go, I didn't get a text this morning. Here's how this goes. I'm sorry, period. Let me, you know, I will do that for you tomorrow. Say you promise if that's how you feel. Then you can talk about why, right? Oh my gosh, I woke up late. Oh my gosh, the meeting ran long. Oh my gosh, my Mm -hmm. battery died. Those are all legitimate things, but you've already apologized. Say you'll do it if that's right for you, feels right for you to say it. And then you talked about why. Then the key here is that you make sure you fucking do it the next day. You you go to extra lengths to get it done without burdening the person who's expecting it for you, without making them part of the solution, unless, this is where we get caveats, unless the reason you couldn't do it was because you're trying to do things that you really do need help with and the solution is you need your partner's help. But if it's something simple, like for me, that's a task I'm supposed to do. Well, now I promise you, I'm gonna show you that I'm not just slacking off and that I've, you know, I'm not not caring about what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure it gets done every day after I've screwed up. Same with a D-type. If it's something small and simple that is on you to do and you do not need help completing it, then apologize. Talk about why, if that's Mm -hmm. appropriate, and then just fucking do it, okay? Because here's the problem. This is where accountability gets, starts bordering onto, okay, we have to do something different here. The person in your relationship calls you on the thing. You have the conversation, maybe an apology is made if that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you say, I will do better. And then you don't do better. And this is where I know a lot of people are like, yes, well, I've been through this route with a partner. What happens? 
I'm going to lean on you for this one because I try not to be this kind of person, but I'm sure I have been. Um, ain't nobody perfect. What happens when you've gone the, we talked it out, I was told I would do this thing or this thing would happen or whatever mm -hmm. the expectation <clears throat> is, and it's still not happening? That's when hmm, several things could possibly need to happen, and depending on, on the situation. Um, if it's just out of willful, willfulness, then... You know, the, it's the, um, give me a second here to gather my thoughts. It's, it's the definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. You need to change. Something needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at that point, you know, either some definite punishment needs to be brought into play. Two things for the S type. And if that's part of the dynamic. Yes. And if for some power changes, that's not part of the dynamic. True. Now, the other thing then would be need to have a sit, sit down and serious talk mm -hmm. about what's going on. Because if something underlying is causing this to happen again right. and again. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. If this is the hard part, because. If you are the partner who is holding your partner accountable for what they're not doing, you cannot make them admit to stuff, go deep in their own mm -hmm. head, get introspective, talk about the hard things. You can't make them do that. You can try to set an environment and create an environment where they feel safe and comfortable to do that, but they're already dealing with their own stuff because we all, as human adults, have our own shit we deal with. Mm -hmm. We have our own past. We have our own bad tapes. We have our own baggage right. we have all of those old experiences and it can take a long long time to get past them um to me the accountability in a relationship i never expect any partner i have john brownstone or anybody else to be perfect even though i'm over here trying to be perfect no. i know who, i know that's not even that's not even possible which is why i'm such a wreck right. most of the time i don't expect perfection here's what i expect i expect honest effort and effort does not mean that because I asked you to do something, it gets done perfectly the first time. Effort means having taking five minutes to have a hard conversation with me, going mm -hmm. away and thinking about a thing that maybe you weren't capable of talking about in the moment, but you were willing to think about it and come back later. I expect effort. And so if we're having a conversation and I get spoken to in a way that's not part of this power exchange and I have to call him on it, or I forget a task, more than once, uh, and I get called on it. We go through that whole process we just outlined, and then what happens? Well, if it continues to happen, you're completely right. It's time for the hard conversation yeah. about, is there something preventing you from doing this? Is there something you're not telling me? Is there something about this dynamic that is not working for you? What is on your mind? Now, I cannot make that person tell me those things, even though within the relationship, I deserve to know those things, but sometimes the your partner can't answer those questions yet. Sometimes they're not ready. Sometimes they haven't done the hard work on themselves. Sometimes they have convinced themselves that they just need one more chance, one more chance, one more chance. I am not an advocate of telling everybody who's unhappy with a partner to just kick them to the curb and move on. That's, I would rather save a potentially good relationship yeah. than not, but sometimes it means you can't be in a power exchange together. Sometimes mm -hmm. it means you can't be in a relationship at all with them. 
because the thing that makes any relationship work and this is long-term, this is casual, this is romantic, mm -hmm. this is sexual, this is platonic, is that you form an agreement with one another about what this relationship means. Now, when you, you start a relationship, sometimes that agreement grows over time and you, you flesh it out over time. Like when you start being friends with somebody, it might be because what you have in common is you really hate your job. I've had plenty of work friends that were my ride or die friends at work and then I quit <laughs> work and I never talked to them again, right? Like we all have those people in our lives. Maybe it's your kinky friends. Maybe it's your partner. The things that draw you together help inform what your relationship is over time. And then you sort of form these bonds and these agreements. And some of those agreements should be universal. You're not going to lie to me. You're not going to gossip about me. You're mm -hmm. not going to do this. You're not, you know, certain the ethics of relationships, positive relationships with people. We all know that there are people who do not honor those bonds and those, that set of ethics, but that's sort of the understanding. And think about how betrayed you feel when a bestie gossiped about you, you know, screenshotted all your texts and then sent them to somebody. Like we've all Ooh. been there. But in general, when things are mostly going well, there's an understanding between us about what this relationship is and who we are in this relationship, who we are together, what we're trying to achieve from a full-blown power exchange mm -hmm. to, I just want to like hang out with you and we'll scene together and I'll top and you bottom and life is good to let's just go get brunch on Sundays. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So when somebody talks good game, but is never willing to make the change, you have to then decide, this is a little bit of how you hold yourself accountable. Why, why are you still, why are you still doing this? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the answer is completely of the heart and it's love and it's loyalty. And it's also, and I say this to somebody who went through this for 12 years, it's that misguided hope that they will change. Will they though? Mm. Have they changed? How long have you been going through the same mm. rigmarole of holding them accountable for the thing they said they would do, but that they didn't do. And then things get better for about a hot minute and then they go back and it's a pattern. And if they're not willing to work on it with or without you, what are you doing? Like, I'm not here to break people up. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes that's the outcome. Because does anybody remember my rant from three or four weeks ago when I reminded y'all that I believe as an independent person, I can do bad by myself. I'm not here for somebody to do bad with me. I'm here for somebody to, to lift me up for somebody that I can mutually work with and we can form a bond and a team and we're going to lift each other up and we're going to be better together. If I'm worse because I'm with somebody, do that on my own. Thank you very much. True. Now I will slip in a caveat. Okay specific to power exchange because i've seen this i have seen both doms and subs okay this is a, is a generalization both sides of the slash that they say they want the power exchange you go into the power exchange you negotiate it you go through all the things you've learned from all the different resources about how you're supposed to do this the right way you're like yes i got my contract i got my this i got my that i've been listening to kayla and jb for 100 years i got this and you go through all the steps and then you get into this cycle of one of you, maybe both of you, falling down, falling down, falling down. You say you'll do it, you don't do it. The other one holds you accountable, you apologize. You say, okay, we'll do it right, we'll do it better. You even tweak it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I thought I wanted to do this task every day, but this is, something's off about this, let's change this up. You do all of it. 
and it still doesn't work because you're in the same cycle over and over again of saying you'll do a thing and then not doing a thing. And then mm-hmm. I have, I have witnessed it because people have come to me later and told me sometimes the problem is not the power exchange. It's not the person. It's the type of power exchange you're in. Mm. If you're trying to be master slave, owner slave, that's what we said last time. Mm-hmm. Owner slave. I like that better. If you're trying to be owner slave and you just can't keep up with all the things that you've decided are part of that and you want a part of that, um, it's either too much stuff for either of you. Yeah. Or it could be the wrong dynamic. Maybe you need something more casual. Right. I mean, you you can't pigeon your whole pigeonhole yourself in into one set of thinking. I mean, even like us, when we started out, we we were more of a high protocol and it wasn't working for it us. It did not work. I mean, we, and, we worked hard to try and make it yeah, work. Yeah, we, we tried to make it hard, you know, not make it hard, but make it work. And it just didn't. And And rather than at that point say, well, okay, this isn't working, so we're not working. <laughs> right. You know. We we stepped back and we stepped out of that box and found what did work for us. And some of it was organic. Yeah. Screaming out daddy during sex to figure out if he liked being called daddy. <sighs> I, was, I was good. I, like, I have a clear memory of that. And I have a shitty memory, but I have a clear memory of that. I love talking about that story because... Mm-hmm. Every time I had mentioned, well, well, maybe we're caregiver. We didn't know caregiver little at the time. We said DDLG, mm-hmm. but basically caregiver little. Yeah. Maybe we're caregiver little. He would laugh. He would laugh his ass off. <clears throat> and yeah. yet calling him sir, just, it was, it still doesn't feel right. Like it, uh, it leaves a bad, I don't like how it feels in my mouth. Right? Yeah. Because that's not who we were. We were, that was what we knew. So of course that's what we were going to try first. And we actually were talking to a cricket over the weekend who had gotten this advice from somebody else. But the moment they said it to us, I was like, I've totally thought that before. And so it was kind of nice to know that I'm not the only one. Um, And it's this idea that when it comes to BDSM or DS in general, the place you start is usually like the thing you know about. Mm -hmm. And if you have one relationship or one type of power exchange, and that's what you start with, when you move to a new partner or a new situation, you're going to take that experience with you because that's what you know DS to be. And until you expand your horizons, either by getting to know other people, you know, following certain, you know, lovely podcasts and YouTube channels, (laughs) whatever, until you expand your own horizons and see what the possibilities are, you don't even know that there's another option out there for how to do it. And and see, I'm going to tell a little story. Oh, Lord. And uh, Ignixie will know what I'm talking about. A little little bit ago, I attended a, a Dom meeting. And it was, it was absolutely wonderful. I had a great time, a lot of good people, great conversation. Now, for quite a long time in, in, in our relationship, Kayla walks on my right side. When we're out, she is on my right-hand side. I have a question about that, but I'll let you get through this story okay. first. <laughs> so I was, I was pleasantly surprised when I heard somebody else at the meeting who has the same, same thing. Now, little Miss Kayla, being who she is, she, surprise, surprise, there are times when we are out and she will be on my left side and she will get snarky and sassy. (laughs) Because 
Uh, there's somebody who needs to move, and it's clearly not me. <laughs> See? And, oh, I'm a great submissive. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, me being me, I, I do love her sass. And it's cute, and it's funny, and, you know, we, we giggle up and go on our way. And sometimes, it's just like, oh, baby girl. So, at this meeting, I heard about this other person's solution of how they handle it when their S-type is not on their right-hand side. And I had a little light bulb moment. Bling! And those of you on YouTube, on podcast, you cannot see her expression right now. Y'all know me. Y'all know what expression I'm making. Yeah. Yeah. So, I forget what store we're going to. I think we're at Starbucks. Starbucks, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're at the mall. It, it was. It was Starbucks. On our way to Starbucks. And she's on my left side. And the sass started coming out. Because I'm waiting for him to get to the correct side. I was giving him room so he could adjust. Oh, I sound like awful. In the middle of the parking lot, walking up to Starbucks, I grabbed a handful of her hair and pulled her to the right side. And I laughed. So can I, let me tell you this. Cause he'll, mm-hmm. the, he'll, you only had to do it how many more times after that? One more time? One more time. Here's the thing. So <laughs> he yanks my hair and pulls me. And I'm not going to lie, the body reacted. The body went, oh, 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 here now? Okay. Oh, because pulling my hair is totally a thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. My hair keeps getting shorter and shorter, but the limit is how much does he need to be able to pull my hair? Right. Um, And then I laughed because I was kind of delighted. I was like, whoa, look, my hair is getting pulled. But I also laughed because there we are. In a parking lot, I didn't know who was around. I was like, oh shit, what if somebody thinks this strange man is just yanking me by my hair? I'm gonna laugh and hope that gives off the vibe that all is well, all is cool. I clearly like this. We're playing around. Jokey, jokey, jokey. <laughs> so, yes, you had to do it a second time. Yes. He has not had to do it since. And here's what's funny for all that I love, for all that I love a good hair pulling. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my jam. Um, woo, yeah. Anyway, for all that I love it, two things. One, I don't like having to be corrected. Not because correction is somehow inherently wrong, but because I'm a perfectionist. I don't want to give you a reason to have mm-hmm. to correct me. Do you know how tired I am walking through my entire life constantly trying to make sure I don't make mistakes? It is exhausting. <laughs> all my fellow perfectionists out there know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But two, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to do that one time and the wrong person's going to see. <laughs> and then that's going to be an awkward conversation. So I'll just, I'll just fucking walk on the right. I'll just make a point of it. Now, I think that's a really good. I have a question about that, but I'll ask that in a second. I think it's a really good example of a playful power exchange way of accountability. In a mm-hmm. weird way. I mean, we wouldn't usually think of it in accountability, but we're thinking of this topic today, so it fits. Because I know what I'm supposed to do. He knows what I'm supposed to do. Um, I was not going about it the correct way. As the submissive, <laughs> yes, I should have accommodated. Sometimes I, I can lie, sometimes I get frustrated by having to accommodate. 
It's not my most submissive moment, okay? <laughs> you can actually tell how tired and worn out I am in general by how little I want to accommodate anybody else. Yes. Anybody. Not just JB. <laughs> any fucking body. I do, but I grumble about it. So, you know, it it was a reminder. It was a lesson. It was it was a fun story. And it changed my behavior without even having to have a conversation. We did have a conversation. He's not one to, like do something kinky in public and us not talk about it at some point. Um, and that's when you told me the story and mm-hmm. why, and I understood immediately why he did it because the point of contention for us and walking was if we did not just sort of walk away from our vehicle naturally with him, him on one side, me on the right, and we had to maneuver. That is always, that was always a bone of contention and not because I didn't want to walk on the correct side. I like walking on that side. It's, right. it's the correct side. It doesn't feel right. If he's not on my left, it's like weird. Mm. But I just didn't, wasn't, wasn't willing to be accommodating. And that was, <laughs> that was a lesson that needed to be learned without a lot of the, well, let's sit and talk about this and let's right. go over this. Sometimes, especially D-types, sometimes you can do the lesson and hold accountable and change the behavior sometimes in a just, fun, playful, kinky way too. And you just need to take matters in hand. It's about getting the message across. <laughs> now, I want to, this has nothing to do with anything, cause, but it's on my mind, and I'm going to like, I'm going to ask now just because it's on my mind. Is there a reason you prefer for me to be on your right side? Not really. Oh, okay. I'm mm. curious. I was just curious. Um, so. I think pro- if, if there is any reason at all, it's because I'm right handed. I'm your right hand woman. That's no. what I like to. Because I can grab you easier. <laughs> I was going all, I'm your helpmate. I'm your right hand person. I'm the one you can depend on. I was taking it a place. You were like, no, because I'm right handed and I can grab you. Fair. I mean, at least you're honest. At least you're honest. So, but you are all those things to me too. Thank you. So one of the other things um, that I would say for accountability especially for newer relationships or if you are adjusting your power exchange in a new way, maybe you're like, okay, we tried this type of dynamic and that's not working. Let's shift to something else. Um, write it down and writing it down. I mean, some people automatically think pen and paper, um, do a digital app, do your note taking app, mm-hmm. get it down. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, that way, if part of the problem is, truly a memory thing and you're forgetting also if writing or reading is not good for you uh, voice record okay there get the words out of your mutual brains and into a format where you can go back to it whenever you need to so audio mm-hmm. written whatever doesn't matter the, the format doesn't matter whatever you need to do so you have a record of it and this is two things one it gets it out of your head so you're not walking around trying to constantly remember right. a constant to-do list. I'm a huge fan of to-do lists. I think checking things off a to-do list is my kink. Just <laughs> That's a separate topic. We could talk about that another day. But one, it gets it out of your head so you're not constantly trying to remember. That is the easiest way to forget something you're supposed to do because you're True. walking around all day long trying to remember what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a, a record of it to go back to until it becomes habit. Two... One of you or both of you write down what you recall, what your responsibilities are, what you've agreed to, or one of you writes it down and then you compare notes. However you do that, that way you are both on the same page and have the same expectation. Mm -hmm. So 
you've agreed you're in a long distance relationship and you've agreed that one of you will send a text in the morning and one of you will send a make a phone call at lunch and one of you will do this and one of you will do that write it down it not all of these written down or recorded things have to be formal contracts if a formal contract helps you then use it we know a place give me a second i'll tell you that but <laughs> it it free and easy y'all open up the notes app on your phone and start tapping thumbs start speaking start whatever and get it out and then compare and make sure you're both thinking of these things in the same way now when you're talking about in the negotiation phase or in the planning phase or you've decided to write all this down talk about what those words mean so especially for those of us who are who are really good at finding loopholes and things mm. i may or may not be one of those people uh, <laughs> you could have been a lawyer <laughs> um, <laughs> If the expectation is the S type will text the D type in the morning, what does in mm -hmm. the morning mean? Is it upon waking up? Is it by a certain time? Is it before? Is it by 11.59 a.m.? I'm a loophole girl. If the order morning is texted in the morning. Daddy, morning is any time from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. <laughs> I was up till 3 a.m. So I texted you at 3.01. Morning. So... <laughs> <laughs> when expect you want to manage expectations so that you know what you're holding each other accountable to do and part of the problem can come into when the way you see a thing when the expectations miss are mismatched you think it's one thing they think it's another and you haven't discussed what you both mutually mean so it, that sounds really nitpicky. That sounds really mm -hmm. like in the weeds. Yeah, it does. Cause it is, especially if you're already exhibiting problems of trying to hold each other accountable. And there's a lot of, but that's not what I thought it meant. Really? Well, that's not what I thought it meant. Hmm. Well, really? What do you avoid those, those problems as best you can before you get started, write it all down or record it. Talk about what it means. Compare it. So you both are like, okay, yes, yes, yes. I know what that is. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I know what that is. I know what that means. I know what the parameters are. I, in my experience, I have found that D types when they have playful loophole seeking, really intelligent submissives, <laughs> they have to outthink us. Quite frankly, I think that's wonderful. I'm like, uh, oh, I, yeah. I need you to be strong enough to look at me and go, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, every, every time, every time I, I come up with something for you, I run, I'm running processes through my head. Okay. If I say this, how is she going to perceive this as this, this, and this? Oh, she may say this, so I'd probably need to reword this. And <laughs> Some of this comes with time, though. It's before okay. I even, ever, ever even have the conversation with her. Just like to keep you on your toes there, Daddy. Um, and this is a process over time. So if you're in a new relationship, you're not going to know each other that well yet. You're going to have to figure this stuff out. If um, CDC mentioned in the live stream, and it's something that we are constantly lecturing people on. So thank you, CDC, for talking about it, is starting slowly. Yes. Starting with one thing until it becomes habitual, then adding another one. Yeah, it does take longer, but you... 
you work through problems as they come up and it's a lot less mm-hmm. stressful. It's a, it, it, you implement things in a slightly better way and you learn as you go. Right. So by the time you get to maybe the third or fourth thing, the D type is like, Oh God, I know who I'm dealing with. They're going to look for the loophole. <laughs> Let me try and outthink them here. Uh, and it's for me, that's a fun challenge. Like, can I find the loophole? I'm going to ask about the loophole partly because I want to be very clear as to what the expectations are. The rules are, sure. Because I am truly trying my best to follow the rules. I am trying my best to do what I say I will do, which is why something as simple as not getting the coffee ready at night for the next morning can be devastating. Um, And if you are a partner who wants to do well, and yet you find you're falling down or you're missing stuff or things just aren't working, then it's time to figure out what you need to make that easier for you. There is no shame, y'all, in making shit easier. Like, like sometimes I think, and I, I find myself in this place too, that we somehow think that if we're not doing it the hardest way possible or the one way that's been presented to us and we're not finding a more efficient, easier way that we're somehow lazy and we just don't care, fuck that shit. I want shit to be as easy as possible that gets to the outcome that makes us both happy, okay? So if there is a task that I just cannot seem to get done, we either need to work on the task or work on the method for getting it done. What can I do to make my life easier that then makes my partner happy? That's both sides because, and we did this episode 100 years ago, mm-hmm. everybody in a DS relationship has responsibilities and you have responsibilities yes. to each other and you have responsibilities to your role and we all have responsibilities. So we are all accountable to the things we say we're going to do, to the people we say we're going to try to be, to the things we say that we want, all of that. Okay, so I keep using myself as the example because I'm a submissive. That is not just a submissive thing. So if there are things that are just continuously, or you're trying to avoid this from happening, get out on paper, digital format, whatever the things, compare, break down what you mean, set Mm -hmm. expectations. Then, then, then be accountable to yourself. If you can see that something's not gonna go to plan, you have to send up the red flag and go, mayday, yeah. mayday. I don't think it's a red flag, but y'all know well, what I mean. Yeah. Mix my metaphors there. You the have to speak up. No, that's surrender. No, surrender. That's Fuck, right. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> you have to speak up. Like, you know something is going to get in between you and this thing you're supposed to do in your relationship as part of your power exchange. You can see it coming. Quick text, quick phone call, quick email, whatever you got to mm-hmm. do. And say, hey, this thing is coming. That is why I have zero patience for the air quote doms who got so busy that they somehow could not text their partner for a week. Yeah. What? We all go shit sometime. Take your phone in there. You spend 30 seconds while you are going to the bathroom and send a fucking text message. Mm -hmm. That's accountability. And if you are on the receiving end of shit like that, and I know that happens... I give the example of air quote Dom, but I know subs do that too. That's a thing you hold them accountable for. And sometimes that's right. a, that's a deal breaker. Sometimes it's like, there is no coming back from this. You can't apologize enough for ghosting me for X number mm-hmm. bit of time. When we all know, we all live our life knowing that when something is important to us, we will find 10 seconds. Might be all we've got. It might mm-hmm. be all we've got. We're going to find 10 seconds. I have told my mom, I love you so much. I know this is a, a beautiful, lovely moment. I'll be right back. Gone my ass into another room and sent a text message to the person who was important to me. That's another thing. If 
you're doing your best to hold each other accountable. You're holding yourself accountable. You're trying to hold your partner accountable and they can't be bothered. And you go through all of these methods. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Why? Why? Why does that person get so much of your time and attention and affection? Why? Because here's what I can tell you after trying to make relationships work because I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I thought I couldn't get any better because I thought nobody would ever want me. The, th the lesson I learned is I can't be in a relationship with somebody who's not going to work at least as hard as I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm, that's my rant. I did my one. That's my rant. I think that's like two or three, but <clears throat> anyway, Silent Wing. That's a good make, question. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's, let's say it. The hmm? question. Go ahead. Okay. You, you say um, Silent Wing asks, what do you do if you have tasks to do, but like chronic, in Silent Wing's case, chronic pain stomps it all down and says, no, you're doing nothing today. First of all, that's understandable totally. Mm -hmm. That is completely understandable. I would suggest before you engage in your power exchange with somebody, that's part of the conversation. And they need yeah. to know that being in a relationship with you, being in this power exchange means that you're going to have days you can't even function. Right. And, and as the big D, when that happened with her, with your neck, especially, and then my back, it and then my your neck back, my back yeah. you know, she could not do anything. And at that point, I did not hold her accountable for anything. I did not expect her to do any of the things that she normally does. Mm -mm. Um, what I did was I went into full-on caregiver mode with her. It's true. You were total daddy at that point. Okay. I, I, was, I was making sure you took your meds. I was making sure you went to bed. I was making sure you had whatever you needed at the moment, whether it be a heating pad, an ice pack, a TENS unit. And here's the thing, because I know I'm thinking of different conversations I've either witnessed or been a part of. Sometimes in a relationship, both of y'all have chronic issues that you have to juggle, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes, quite frankly, the most important thing is just to get through the day and survive and try to try to like not be as miserable as possible. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Your body takes over. Those are the things that are part of the initial conversation. Those are the things that come into expectation management. Now, again, sometimes things are going to surprise you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be worse than normal. You're going to have maybe like a long time of no flare-ups and then a massive flare-up you didn't see coming. Sometimes plans are going to change. People who live with chronic pain and illness and other disabilities of different types will understand this better than I do. Um, I get neck pain and it turns me into a big baby. So I'm not qualified to talk on these things, but mm -hmm. I will always say err on the side of surviving what life is throwing at you. Yeah. And both of both partners in this need to know that sometimes things just don't go according to plan. And that is different. That is different than I am capable of doing the thing I promised to do and just didn't. Those are two completely different sets of circumstances. Now, in a power exchange, we've talked about this a million and one times, at least 205 since they're in our 205th episode. Um, as you become comfortable with a partner, you need to disclose more and more, especially mm -hmm. if there are things about your life, your health, your whatever, that will prevent you from doing the things you are saying you can do. I don't think on the first date you need to disclose your entire fucking medical record. Hell no. That's something that's earned. That's based on trust. That's based, mm -hmm. based on length of time in a relationship. Um, but that has to be known. And the partner 
S or D type, doesn't matter, has to know that they're going to have to shift their expectations and things are going to have to adjust. And I can imagine it's difficult for the partner not going through, you know, the health thing or the pain thing or the whatever thing um, that's happening to you. But that's that's kind of what they're signing on for. Mm-hmm. And it's got, you have to find whatever method and path forward that works for you. Um, I wish I was better qualified to give real advice. Um, other than the thing I would say is do your best to forgive yourself because you're not doing anything wrong. Your body is your body and, and you're do, making the best of life as it is. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be the best S type you want to be in that moment, that doesn't mean you're not a good partner. That doesn't mean you're letting your partner down. And be wary of the partners who look at your your health, your pain, your mental health, your whatever's going on with you and think that they're somehow being let down by that. Like, fuck them no. in a big way. I, you, um, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just mm-hmm. going on another rant. I, you need, as the S-type, you need to be forgiving of yourself when when those things happen especially when when pain when health is involved um you know for me my big concern when anything happens with her is getting her right so that way then we can get back to mm-hmm. our normal or adjust accordingly yeah for a long time we didn't do anything physical because no this body was not moving that way Mm-mm. it just wasn't no um and even on the days that i would feel good all it took was one weird move Moving. and then i didn't feel good right and right. from a, a very minimal short-term level i did feel like i was i was disappointing jb i did feel like i wasn't holding up my end of the bargain it does feel awful and i felt guilty and i think while it's very easy to go, don't feel that way, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think that's where it becomes important for the other partner to be supportive. Sure. To, you know, remind you of what they adore about you, why they're in this relationship. Um, in the live chat, our darling friend, Ignixia, who is an expert on pain, chronic pain and kink. And I want to make sure I say this right. Ooh, ooh, chronic pain. She, Nixia, you said, ah, chronic pain and disability with kink. Haha. Um, so I will link to her um, in the show notes and the um, description box so y'all can there you go. go find her, go follow her. If she's given a workshop near you, go to it. Um, yes. I do have on my list to create um, a resource page for um, disability and illness, chronic illness, chronic pain, blah, blah, blah. Kinksters who are living in those situations and talking about it. I have the information, I just haven't made the page yet. Um, And maybe that'll be a topic that we one day actually Mm -hmm. discuss with help, like from Adixia, quite frankly, because I am not qualified to talk about it. But I think those then, the more issues you tack on that you are are juggling within your own life, that adds on to to, um, where accountability in some ways becomes more difficult, but also more important. So what I mean by that is you are all, we are also as individuals accountable to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of ourselves in the best way we possibly can. Yeah. Um, on a not talking about uh, disability or pain or illness side, but just in general, 
um, I was lecturing somebody over the weekend about this in a friendly, loving way. I was lecturing them mm -hmm. um, that you can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And sometimes taking care of yourself means you, you just have to lay in the bed or do whatever until you get through that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that is another level of accountability. You have to do your best to the best of your abilities with the resources you have and the body you have to get the rest you need, to go to the doctor when you're sick, to take care of your mm -hmm. mental health, to take care of your physical health. Sometimes your body will decide for you and you don't have any control over that. But in the places you can control, mm -hmm. that's being accountable to the relationship as well. It's taking care of yourself. Yeah. Now, a couple things I just want to say real quick. Ignixia mentioned that we should maybe do a podcast together. You know what's funny? Which, we actually could because Ignixia could like be in front of the camera with us. Yeah. I know. We'll, uh, we'll work we'll, on that. We'll work on that. Because um, that is a good topic and the, we are not the other The other thing I wanted to say real quick is, you know, as, as a dominant, I have accountability to myself. Like she was saying before, you know, she needs she take she looks at it as taking care of herself mm -hmm. so she can serve. On that same, I have the responsibility and accountability to myself to take care of myself so I can do things right by you. Yes. The same way. It it work it is a it's a two way street. It works both ways. Right. And there are so many different ways of taking care of yourself. But I, I love the analogy of there's a reason when the plane's going down they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. If I have if I've given nothing to myself and I have nothing left to give, what the fuck am I gonna do? How am I gonna take care of John Brownstone? How am I gonna remember to right. do my test? Which is why I get very frustrated when I forget something like getting the coffee pot ready. It was a long day. It totally made sense yeah. that my mind just wasn't there. But what the way I look at it is I'm like, why was that a long day? Was that long day a one-off and it just happened? Or is this part of a bigger problem? Like right now it's something I'm wrestling with. We can chat about it in the bonus section. Mm -hmm. um, where I, I am faced with really, really, really long days and two things are suffering. One, my attention to my own children because the 14-year-old called me out twice yesterday and you didn't hear a word I said, did you, mom? And I'm like, were you talking? He's like, mom, you even said, oh, okay, sounds good. I'm like, oh my God, I was not present with a kid. And then I'm barely, I mean, we're together all the time, but we're mm -hmm. working. There there are no moments, have yeah. not been any moments where we're just being together, where we're mm -hmm. connecting in our roles, in our power exchange. It's all business or it's family or it's money or it's this. And that yeah. sometimes it's the nature of life. Life yeah. just moves that way. And and it and I look at it right now as it is what it is. And like she said, that we should get into that in the bonus section. But w there are things that have shifted mm -hmm. in our lives and we're having to make that adjustment. And it's going to take time mm -hmm. to work out that adjustment. But what it means is when I have too many long days in a row, I'm not I'm not taking care of me at all, which means mm -hmm. I'm definitely not taking care of anybody around me. And so sometimes you can't help it. you got long days. It's the nature of whatever job you've got. We've all been there. Believe me, I worked retail mm -hmm. management mm -hmm. for a very long time. I still remember the 17-day work stretch before I got a day off. It was, it was not good. Um, but... That part of what I do for taking care of myself so I can take care of others is I sort of self-evaluate and I go, okay, is this something that I have no control over right now and I just have to get through it? Is this something I do have control over? What do I need to do differently? Um, 
how can I hold myself accountable Mm -hmm. to prevent a problem before it even begins? And quite frankly, 99.9% of the time, all I got to do is go, hey, daddy, I got to tell you something. We got to talk. I need to talk about this. I can't fix it. The long hours are the long hours. The work is the work. The this is the this. Enough and I can really do about it right now. But if I communicate about what's going on, how I'm feeling, the problems I see coming, the things that might fall down, can I I prevent problems before they even start? Yeah. Communication is always the key. It's the key after the problem. It's the key before the problem. Mm -hmm. It's always the key. And sometimes what you learn in communication doesn't fix everything. Okay. You got a shitty relationship with a partner who's not trying. Communication is not going to fix that. Communication might make it clear for you what your situation is. Mm-hmm. It will do that if you're paying attention, if you're willing to be really honest with yourself. Uh, communication might show that you're just incompatible, that this started out great, but it's not going to work. Communication might be the wake-up call that you're great together, but not in a power exchange. Communication might be the, oh, that power exchange, that dynamic's not for us. Let's try this other mm. one. Communication sometimes signals that something has to be different, yeah. but it all starts and ends with communication. If And, and that's why my mm-hmm. number one tip for accountability, when you're holding your partner accountable for something that they screwed up on or they didn't do or they promised and then didn't deliver, is being able to say the hard thing. And it is a yeah. skill like any other. It is really hard the first, I don't know, 100 times. <laughs> <laughs> I did not take to that one as easily as I took to other skills, but I'm really, I'm much better at it now. It's like, a, it's like building a muscle. It is. It's exactly like building a muscle, yeah. says the, the girl more, who's in the gym today doing the more, leg day. The more, the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. And when you stop using it, it withers. Yeah. So, yeah. so before we do bonus section, and this time I will remember our closing. You sure about that? <laughs> um, we talked about it at the top. I'm going to come back around because okay. we are almost at the end. If you're a podcast listener and you're listening on Friday, today is the end. But for anybody watching the live stream or the video, there's like a couple more days. Patreon um, membership drive. We are, it is Cricket Corner. We have gone all in on our crickets. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens to bonus section or on the live stream, the, what do we call it? The warm up. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely count you among the crickets already. Um, but if you join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lords, uh, at the $2 and up level, you become a proud cricket. Um, and I named all of the tiers after crickets. I just did. I'm not ashamed. Anyway, for the month of January, anybody who maintains their Patreon pledge or becomes a proud cricket mm-hmm. or up uh, in Patreon in January will receive a goodie in the mail. Mm-hmm. We got fun stuff. Um, the perks for being a member of Patreon, because getting the free stuff's nice, but then why the fuck would you stay around? Like, that's a legit question to ask. So what do you get? Uh, once a month, this coming Saturday, February 1st, actually, uh, we do a live Q&A where you can ask us questions and we get fun questions. We get serious questions. We get mm. uh, relationship advice questions. Sometimes I think pe- questions are asked to see if I will go on a rant. The answer is usually yes. <laughs> uh, so we do that. It doesn't take much to get her going. It doesn't take much. Um, we do a once <laughs> a month podcast that is um, basically like a gigantic bonus section. We tried really hard to keep it 20, 20 30 minutes. We've given up on that. Um, We talk about what we're doing business-wise, like sneak peek behind the scenes stuff, like crickets, proud crickets 
kinky patrons are the first to know what's going on. We've been teasing one thing for months. I cannot wait till we can actually talk I about know, it. I know, I um, know. And it's getting closer. It is getting closer. Um, but yeah, that's where we're chatting about stuff. Uh, everybody who is a patron uh, gets to see videos first. We post them there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also poll members, uh, depending on the tier, for topic ideas and video ideas. And when you make something new in the shop that did not exist previously, that's where the first picture goes. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. if any of that sounds good to you, patreon.com slash Oh, our top tier. I do not expect the world to clamor for it because it's expensive. It's $50 a month. But that gets you a Skype call 30 minutes with the mm-hmm. two of us. And we had our first one just the other day and it was delightful. Yes, it was. I was like, the energy was yes, so was. good. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, we do that too. So patreon.com slash $2 a month minimum to join um nope. that money will be going to pay contributors to lovingbdsm.net i'm going to try and get us up to weekly contributors if i can um we're gonna start putting closed captions on our shorter videos because that's just cheaper to start with uh hour and a half videos are a little bit harder to caption um hopefully we can start doing something with transcripts i have an ai thing that does the transcript but i, I need i need to like get somebody to who can clean it up um, we are planning on buying a new camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we are putting the money we get from Patreon back into what we do to make it better for everybody. That's the thing. I just bumped the mic. Sorry, y'all. So what happens when I start moving my arms? So yeah, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Lords. We'd love mm-hmm. to have you. Um, we hope you stay. If you joined in February for your free goodie, we hope you stay. Help us do more of what we do. Um, okay, so yes, we are officially yeah. done. We will go into the real bonus section. And Anixia, you read my mind. That, ex- that is the exact reason why I went with warm-up. <laughs> oh, well, you have to tell everybody now. I missed it. Pre-scene warm-up. Pre-scene warm-up. <laughs> so it's like when you rub my butt before you hit my butt? Yeah. Oh, I'm here for that. <laughs> also, I could totally use some butt rubs. I'm feeling a little frazzled. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, okay, we're All good. All right. Okay. Are we good? Are we good? Probably not. I don't know. Okay. Let others decide. <laughs> Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. Right. And we'll see you next week. Daddy. Daddy, can I talk to the crickets? Do you want to talk to the crickets? I really want to talk to the crickets. I need to bitch and complain and moan about things that are my own problem. Go ahead and talk to the crickets, baby girl. Thank you. First of all, I will not give any details because I'm not sub. It's not subtweeting if you're not on Twitter. Sub what? I'm not vague booking. Uh, but <laughs> I had somebody on one. Y'all, I, I help run or run up to seven Twitter accounts. If you don't know, I'm tired. There you go. Um, and on, on a Twitter account that shall remain nameless, not loving BDSM, y'all. I got basically well actually. And if you don't know what that means, it's where you say a thing. And somebody comes up and goes, well, actually, fill in the blank. And it's kind of a condescending thing. It happened to me yesterday. And I almost just went, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. That's how frazzled I am when something silly like that could like really mess with me. <laughs> and it did. It really messed with me. It really messed with me. Um, uh, I, I have to... I have to interrupt myself because I just looked at the live stream chat. Oh, that noise in the background is our our fur baby with a uh, cough that he's developed over time. Um, 
But Silent Wings said, based on calling the, so what happens on the live stream? We get here early before the time of the live stream starting so that we make sure all the equipment works. And so then I don't go into the topic until the designated time. So it's a little bit like a bonus section. We didn't call it that. It's a warm up. It's a pre-scene warm up. And now Silent Wing in the live stream has said, oh, so the podcast is like a butt. Only in the sense that uh, butt rubs are good. Impact play spankings are good. Floggers are good. Yes, yes, the answer is yes. The podcast is like a butt now. Um. Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah, I'm, I am so tired that a condescending little tweet that doesn't even matter that that person who wrote it probably had no idea. That's how I took it. Um, set me on edge. Um, so we have talked a million times and we will keep talking for a very long time about how we're going to be buying a house in the next couple months. Um, I bitched for what, two weeks now that the kinky tax person ghosted us second time two years, two tax accountants, two years, two ghostings, both kinky. So annoyed. So we've been dealing with the new tax lady who is vanilla, but is prompt and emails me back immediately and bends over backwards to help me. And I'm like, I wish, I hope you're secretly kinky and you just don't, I'll just never know. Um, so thinking about taxes, thinking about house buying, getting the taxes ready. Oh, and I took on more client work because I like money and we're buying a house. And so I have been working six days a week with one day off. And even on that one day, I'm doing that typical thing you do on your one day off. You fill in your day with everything else you need to do. That's where I'm at. Uh, and I'm just, and I'm sitting down at nine o'clock in the morning and what, last night I got up at what, 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. I mean, I get up, like I walk the dog and I have lunch and, but yeah. And so it all, it all serves a greater purpose. It's stuff I want to be doing. I want to be creating loving BDSM, Kayla Lords and Smut Lancer content, content full time. That's what I want to be doing. But it is stuff I would like to do and I want to do. Or I wouldn't say mm -hmm. yes to it. Um, but it leaves me so tired and so frazzled that the smallest thing will set me off. And I'm missing the coffee pot thing. Like that was my moment to go, oh my God, am, is all of this extra work making me an awful, awful submissive? It's not. No. It's not. But you are vying for my grumpy polar bear title. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, my energy uh, recording this episode doing the live stream is not what it usually is, but partly because I'm tired, partly that, and partly because right under the surface, I was a grumpy polar bear. <laughs> and that's not fair to anybody. Nobody else is making me be grumpy, just like nobody else is making me do all this work. But so like I'm holding tight rein on my um, desire to just like growl, I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not my best that being said i do have a win uh youtube folks will have heard at the beginning while we were bullshitting in the pre-scene warm-up uh, the butt rub <laughs> version uh part of the show during the butt rubs during the butt rubs which is my favorite thing i was talking about youtube uh, uh people that i now subscribe to one of them is robert welsh he is a professional makeup artist got lovely accent could just listen to him all day uh, he does not know he taught me how to put concealer under my eyes. 
but he did and it worked and i i so there's my win for the day i'm happy with the concealer under my eyes don't anybody zoom in if you're watching on the video because then you'll see how badly i need to have my um eyebrows waxed and my upper lip (laughs) and probably my whole body at this point don't zoom in if you're watching the video um let's see um yeah i'm I don't want to spend the whole bonus section talking about how tired I am. So what else can we talk about? I had other things and they've like left my brain. Well, Tishu made a comment about how he makes uh, chain mail. And uh, sometimes the other end of the work feels too much like work. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can be the same way when I'm out in the, in the shop, you know, whether I'm making something vanilla or kinky you know i i love that part of it mm-hmm. and then when it comes time to sit down and do the online stuff and the business stuff it's like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the lesson i've learned okay so i started freelance writing in 2014 we are in 2020 still freelance writing doing other things as well um and the one lesson i have learned is that the inherent problem with turning your passion into a career like there are a lot of good things about it oh yeah i'm not i'm not here to, to knock it but the the negative to it is then this thing that you love there are times it's a job and all of the negative things that come with jobs even loving your job there are still days where you're like i fucking hate this job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are moments where i'm like oh god i don't want to do this and then i go but i really like money <laughs> Somebody asked in the, uh, Jennifer asked in the uh, live stream if the polish on my nails is from Simply Nail Logical. And unfortunately, no, I would love her polishes, but I only use gel nail polish. Um, And I think you can technically, if you use a base coat and a top coat, you can use regular polish in between. Um, And if somebody knows if that's accurate, tell me because I would probably buy uh, Simply Nail Logical. Hollow Taco is the brand. I would buy some of her polishes. <laughs> Actually, what I'm doing, um, I've been on a journey. I've been on a journey since right before I hit 40, which I've only been 40 a little, little while, a couple months, um, of finally like doing stuff that I enjoyed, but I always thought I was so bad at that I should just not bother. My makeup is one. I don't wear makeup every day. I wear makeup when there's going to be a camera on, but I don't wear makeup every day. <laughs> and my nails. And so I know I love gel polish because I am so klutzy, so klutzy with nails. Um, and so I can't do regular like manicures. I'm not patient enough to let them dry. They're going to smudge. They're going to chip. I'm going to be annoyed. So I've always loved gel since I, somebody first did them for me. Um, but I hate how they can ruin your nails. You're either soaking them in acetone and that makes my nails really weak when I do that or whatever. So I've been playing with stuff. So I started with a peel off base coat because Simply Nail Logical told me that was a good thing. My body chemistry hates peel off base coat they were not even lasting an hour they were popping off we were finding we were finding my nails my the paint the nail polish in full form like in random places like the the ziploc bag box at one point i went to go get another bag out and i was like oh there's yeah, a peeling it, in there it got, it got to a point with bad. those things that you know the old books the, the where's waldo we were where's playing the where's the peely where's the peely <laughs> So, and I was doing all the tips for try, to try and make uh, a peel-off base coat that you could just pop off, um, last longer. This this body chemistry is just not there for it. And then I came across a brand called Coco and Claire. 
They are a luxury gel brand. Shit's expensive, y'all. I had a coupon code. And they do gel polish that is a peel-off base coat. Instead of soaking your nails in acetone or wrapping them in acetone and like aluminum foil or any of that or the clips, um, you actually soak them in water and then you using a cuticle doolally or a uh, orange stick, you pop them off. And it fucking works. So I'm using gel polish I had already purchased, but my treat to myself, um, in probably in February, right? That's what we decided. I'm yeah. gonna buy a couple of the gel um, colors from Coco and Claire, and that's Coco, K-O-K-O, and Claire. Um, love it, it's expensive as fuck, y'all. I was <laughs> like, coupon code, and we have to, we have to plan for these purchases. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a little bit of a Christmas bonus from, or year end bonus really from one of my longtime clients. And so John Brownstone was like, take some of that money and buy yourself stuff. And I did. Yes. I spent two hours on Amazon shopping and then I found this site and then I shopped. And so I have been doing my nails and I do have a, that was a really long winded answer for your question, Jennifer. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I have glitter polish on every other finger. It is my favorite purple glitter polish. And then I have just a creme purple polish. Um, th this is, and this was a cheap gel polish when I first bought it and, um, the solid color that's not glitter three coats and I can still fucking see through it. I'm very annoyed with it. So I think I'm going to splurge and buy a couple colors from Coco and Claire that's supposed to be luxury gel lacquer. We shall see. <laughs> um, so yeah, got the, um, got that. But yeah, if anybody knows, I haven't looked in the, the, um, live stream chat if anybody knows can i can i combine gel base and top coat with regular polishes i will own some hollow taco and for anybody's like hollow taco exactly what it sounds like h-o-l-o -O, hollow and taco t-a-c-o look it up <laughs> beautiful colors all glittery because of uh their holographic beautiful colors um so i'm doing that yeah robert welsh taught me how to put my concealer on without looking all cakey um I'm about to tweak my skincare routine because of the twin brother to Robert, James Welsh. Mm. Beautiful boys. They just, they're gorgeous men, great accent, cute little giggle, and they they don't do drama. They And they speak sense. And they're like, you don't have to mm. do all that crazy stuff. Do this. This is much more simple. And I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's me tapping a bit into my baby girl self. Mm. I'm also tapping into a part of myself that, my perfectionist side would not let me do for many, many years because if I couldn't be good at something right away, I didn't want to do it. I know. For those of you who do not recognize that, you, it probably sounds kind of weird or foreign, but my fellow perfectionists out there, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Um, I have more confidence to just not be good at stuff the first time out. And also, um, it's part of my feminine expression. I don't think it's the only feminine expression. I don't think it's the best feminine. It's just the way... I like to express my femininity. It makes me feel girly is what I mean. Yeah. To have skin that doesn't feel like, you know, it's it's crusty makes me feel like a woman. I don't know. I don't know. I think I might need to work on that, but there we are. Um, and I love having my nails done. And um, I don't love putting makeup on, but I have found makeup that doesn't make my mm -hmm. face feel cakey. So that helps. Um I get, yeah, that's, at least that's not me bitching about how tired I am. So mm. there we go. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. What about and you? I've done a lot of talking. You have. <laughs> um, oh gosh. What about me? Um, 
Well, I've, I've been a road warrior warrior of late. You have. Um, I've made several trips to Orlando this month alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually good trips. Um, I, I I got to attend a dominant round table, mm-hmm. which was really, really good. Um, last time I was there was also the time of, of the Orlando Munch, which I attended, which was, was good. Uh, a lot of good people there. And I went to a local munch around here as the, the time of this recording last night. And, uh, I, I have been working my butt off in the shop. Been doing a lot of that. I've got a, there, there's one shelf on the, on the rack in the shop that's dedicated to kinky stuff. And as of the first of the year, it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's filling up again. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yeah, it, it's a good thing. No, no, it, it's a good thing. And uh, yeah, I, I've just been been doing that kind of stuff, and um, just doing my best to keep things going around here. Which is what I um, appreciate most about mm-hmm. you, quite frankly. Um, we uh, we're going. It's we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, live streaming on Wednesday tonight mm-hmm. after dinner we'll go to Sam's Club to do our monthly grocery shopping because yes. this is literally the best and only day we have. Partly because we both stay on Saturday, we're sleeping the fuck in. Oh yeah, and I don't go to Sam's Club on Saturday. No, that's that's the masses are out there. No, thank you. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, you have. It's weird. It's so weird because you have been doing a really good job of trying to sort of help to manage the things that you can manage and then to help me manage the things that I'm trying to work on. And I completely appreciate it and I'm so grateful for you. And yet I also resist. You do. I do. Well, probably because I want it to be my thing to control. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the best missive ever. Can't you tell? (laughs) (laughs) So. So. Um, yeah. But that, that's about it. I mean, I haven't really been. I know we are, we are closer to, we've gotten our, we've got our 2020 taxes sorted out. We know who's going to do them. Yes. We know what they're going to do for us. We know how much it's going to cost. It'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. It'll be to- totally be worth well, it. Eva asked what's for dinner. Breakfast. Yeah. Tonight it, it's going to be simple. It's going to be breakfast for dinner. Scrambled eggs and bacon. I'm here for it. I have a craving for bacon, so it's yeah. okay. Um, so, um, but I've got to get all this stuff together so that the new tax lady can do, um, our 2019 taxes so mm-hmm. that we can start talking about a mortgage. And I've yeah. been doing that on top of everything else. And I am the one who organizes that stuff because we also believe in being very realistic in this relationship. And if something is not mm. your strength, you are not going to be the one to do it. And the spreadsheet with the numbers, that is not a John Brownstone thing. Mm-mm. Just like no. bathrooms are not no. a John Brownstone I, thing. I, I freely <laughs> admitted that. Um, yeah, numbers and I do not get along. No, you have a form of dyslexia with your numbers, though. Yes. I mean, it's not I, been diagnosed, but it's like the same general it's, principle. It's, it's evident, and it's been that way since get, I, 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 can, I can transpose numbers. 
I have, when I'm doing anything with numbers, I have to sit and check, triple check and quadruple check because I do have a habit of flipping some yeah. numbers. Um, so yeah, numbers and I do not get along. There are certain things. That's her. But we've, now, we've I, figured that I out will, over the years too. Yeah. I mean, I will gather the information. You, you did. I will put the information together. You did do a little bit of sighing. Yeah, I did. When I was like, hey, I need this from you. <sighs> he did. And oh my God, <laughs> I just clenched my jaw. And I'm like, I love you so much, daddy. Could you please help a bitch out? Yeah. We had a question. I'm trying to find it. Well, oh, do you, Tayshu asked, do you yeah. like or hate craft or vendor fairs? <sighs> Both. I, I have a love-hate relationship with them. Um, the hate part is I, I strongly dislike all the work that goes into setting up. Especially if you don't have like a blowout kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, once everything is set up and, and ready to go, I'm good. Um, for the most part, I do enjoy the people that come through at the, at the craft shows. Um, so, you know, it, to, to me, it's kind of a, a give and take thing. Um, they're, they're a lot of work. They are. They're a lot of work. And now that I've done both a kinky craft show vin fair thing with you and a vanilla one, mm -hmm. I'm partial to kink. I am too. <laughs> I am too. Uh, the, um, the difference, I think, at least for us for right now, is that to be a kinky vendor requires like committing usually two to three days to some event somewhere because it's yeah. not like a pop-up market that right, the vanilla right. life is going to do so it's like there are some we'd really like to do but we're like oh shit how will that work um because the kinky shows we can't send the 14 year old to be the helper for that like we both either we both have to go or jb has to do it on his own which is not good mm -hmm. um or we have to, like, I, we talked about for um, Florida Power Exchange in September, applying to be a vendor and seeing if we could hire help, you know, mm -hmm. to because I can't be there for that whole thing. I could be there for the weekend, but I couldn't be there for the day or two leading up, like the Thursday or Friday or whatever. Right. <clears throat> um, so, I don't know. We are, uh, we're figuring it out. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I do. When we were at the... Uh, the woodshed, woodshed in Orlando in December, that was like the most fun oh, I had a, I've had. And so it, it part was, of it was the crickets who came to visit us and talk to us. That mm -hmm. was, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just a really, like I was hyped after that show. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good. yeah, that, that show I had a really good time at, um, you know, yeah, the people, the people were great and, um. Yeah, it was just, a, it, it was fun. And I and I think what made it that way is because of the nature of the show, we could be our kinky selves. Yeah, and that was nice. I mean, if I yelled across the thing, Daddy, nobody was, you know. Now, there might be some, but some people who are kind of power exchange snobs and they like curl their nose at, you know, caregiver little whatever. But I could do it. Nobody was, you know. And and I, podcast listeners, you cannot see my new collar. If you follow me on uh, Instagram at Kinky Kayla Lord, you can because I got a picture. Um, but the collar I wear now, we actually found at the shed, the vendor right next to us. Yes. Who helped us out in a jam Yes, thing. yes, they did. The Bonded Giraffe on Etsy. That's who the company is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we are the tablecloth for our table I grabbed, was when, the wrong one. When, when, when I packed up the car, I grabbed the wrong tablecloth 
for the table that I brought. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, oh my God. And so my mind is, we were there way early. We had time. We could have figured it out, but my mm-hmm. mind is racing of how are we going to fix this? And the person at the bonded giraffe went, I have a throwaway, like cheap one. It's black. Is that? We're like, no, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it ended up working out. Well, I was so grateful to them. That. Yeah. So then I went and shopped their locks and their collars and their, and it was, yeah. Yep. The bonded giraffe on mm-hmm. Etsy. Um, so yeah, we, y'all know we could talk forever. Eventually we have to stop. We still have another video to record. Yep. I have work I have to do. Oh, I have to go pick up a boy in, in Oh yeah, that's right. Minutes. The children have to come home, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Darn, okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. I guess we'll go. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll go. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for being here, wherever here is. Did I just break the fireplace? No, I think that was me. But oh, okay. okay. Um, thank you for listening, mm-hmm. watching. Um, we appreciate you. Um, yeah. yeah. I, like, I'm so tired, I'm about to get weepy. We're not okay. going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Hang on, I just want to answer Ben's question real quick. Okay. Um, the, the one that I know of that they do, Ben, is... Um, Usually at the beginning, early December. Yeah, first first Saturday in December usually? Generally the first Saturday in September, uh, or de- December. It's usually around September. And that's at the woodshed in Orlando. Right. If you have a, mu- uh, not a munch, a dungeon or a place near you, find out if they will hold a kinky market. Yeah. At least once a year for it, and get some vendors in, and do some shopping. Just saying. Okay, we're going to go okay. now. We're yep. going to go now. We got to go. Uh, we love you. Love you. Uh, bye. Bye. We have five new subscribers.